This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 46, Countersurfing. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. everyone and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening and for being here with me today as we talk about puppies jumping on things we prefer they don't. I get asked a fair amount of questions about puppies jumping on counters. So today let's help you make a training plan. Thanks Hillary for your help with the idea for today's podcast and I appreciate you guys sending in concepts or ideas that you want help with. So feel free to shoot me an email if you have an idea. But first just in case you are new I want to welcome you. My name is Amy Jensen I'm a certified dog trainer and owner of Baxter and Bella, the online puppy school. I help hundreds of families each year through the puppy training process and more than that, the ins and outs of puppy ownership. I help you have a seamless transition into your home and show you step-by-step how to train your puppy like a professional and really how to help your puppy be a calm, well-mannered member of your family. You'll hear a lot about Boots on this podcast. He's currently our service dog in training. He just turned 10 months old last week and is about halfway through. Even though we market mostly to new puppies, we do help train dogs of any age. Our program is very comprehensive. You pay once and have our support for life. So if you find yourself needing some help in the dog training space, you guys reach out. I'd love to help you. All right, let's talk about countersurfing. So for those of you new to this topic, what is it? This is referring to when your dog puts his paws on tables or counters to find food or other fun things. So remember, dogs do what motivates them and counters are pretty tempting places. I know lots of us, especially if there's children in the home, there's snacks out, there's leftovers, there's crumbs possibly. Uh, So dogs are really tempted by those smells and fun things that are up on counters. It might not even be food. It might be papers or books or um, I don't know, anything that's left behind on the table. So uh, this is a big issue, especially for dogs as they get older. This behavior usually doesn't crop up until the teenager months, mostly because young puppies are simply too small to reach counters or tabletops. But about around five months of age, puppies start to look like their adult age. And for the larger breed puppies, this means they're, they've grown enough to stretch their paws onto tables or other high surfaces. So they're now able to reach those higher places. Whereas, you know, when they're a brand new puppy, they just couldn't do it. If they try this once and they find something, they're going to try it again. So in fact, intermittent reinforcement or getting a reward only sometimes is a really useful tool that we use in dog training because it creates super strong behavior. The reason why is it becomes addictive. So think of gambling in our world. If we win something once, most of us would keep trying multiple times, even without winning for that one time that we might win again. Like, so you're saying there's a chance, right? And we live for that chance. So this explains counter surfing for dogs. If they get a piece of pizza once, they're going to try again and again to see if they might get another piece and they might not get it for 11 or 20 more times, 50 more times. Who knows? It depends on how, you know, gung ho your dog is, but if he's gets something once and it was good enough, then he's going to absolutely try again to get it again even if he doesn't get it for a while. So that makes it a bit tricky for us because the behavior is self-reinforcing and extremely motivating to our dogs. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you hopefully know where I'm going to start with this management. Exactly. See, you already knew first, when we talk about changing dog behavior, we need to limit the ability of our dog to practice any unwanted behavior. Why is that so important? 
so it doesn't get stronger. Anytime we let our dogs practice something, that behavior just becomes more and more like a habit. Um, I refer to going to the gym a lot in this scenario. So if you go and you lift weights, you get stronger and stronger because we're practicing that muscle. We're exercising that muscle. And if our dogs are practicing this counter surfing and they're doing it over and over, and then every once in a while they get something good from it, that behavior becomes stronger. So we are trying to change what our dog is currently doing. Um, but if he gets to keep doing it and he gets to keep practicing it, then that's going to be what gets stronger. Uh, so we need to prevent as much as possible access to our counters or tables, as well as make them less motivating. Um, this might mean crating our dogs when we're not in the kitchen with them. I use tethering a lot during the adolescent phase, meaning I attach them to me with a leash and like a carabiner, or I use a hands-free leash uh, that just buckles around my waist. But that way the dog is by me. I know exactly where they are and I know exactly what they're doing. You could also send them outside to play if you have a safe fenced area, like a dog run or a fenced in backyard that they could just go play for 10 or 15 minutes while you're prepping the meal and maybe can't watch them uh, super closely. You could also use exercise pens or baby gates to somehow block access to your kitchen area. I do that a lot. I have a pretty open floor plan, but I'll take an exercise pen and open it up and stretch it across doorways or use a baby gate uh, to block off so that my kitchen's not even accessible. Um, also keeping counters free from food after meals and snacks really helps take away some of that motivation. So if we are wiping things down, not leaving any crumbs behind, uh, we're putting the food away, like behind closed doors or cupboard doors, pantry doors, or in the fridge when we're done eating so that nothing's left out for our dog to still, then that's going to prevent some of that rewarding. If the dog happens to put their paws up on the table and doesn't get anything from it, they're not likely to keep doing that behavior. It's only when they get that good reward that it starts to cement that behavior like, hey, I'm going to try this again. So keeping counters clean is a key in preventing this behavior for sure. But be creative. You might need to use one or all of these suggestions, and you might need to think of some on your own, but think, how can I uh, prevent my puppy from practicing this behavior? How can I lessen the motivation to do this behavior? And sometimes that just takes a little bit of creativity and some uh, playing around to see what works for your situation. So we all have different living spaces. We all have different daily schedules. Our breeds of dogs are different, meaning their sizes are different. And so uh, this is something that we have to take into account and then be creative in our own particular circumstances. So now that we are preventing our dog from practicing this super enticing, self-rewarding and addictive behavior, how can we train better behavior? I like to picture what I want my dog to do instead. I also consider my dog's motivation. In this case, what is making them want to search for things on my counters. So dogs are usually in search of food or something else that's rewarding. And in this case, it's on counters or tables, which are up high. So what if we change their motivation to lower surfaces like the floor or a dog bed? So this brings up two training ideas that I'm going to share with you today. First, you can train your dog to go to bed in the kitchen. So this is a behavior that I train all puppies to do. It's place or go to bed or what some consider mat work, but basically we're giving them a very a specific designated area to lay down. And then I want them to stay there until released if I cue them to go to bed. But in this scenario, I'm actually just having them go to bed automatically. So whenever my puppy's in the kitchen, I want him to automatically go lay down on his bed. And then I'm going to reward that behavior anytime I see him over there so that that keeps him there. And his motivation is now changed from, I'm going to search these tables and counters to, I'm just going to go over here and lay on my bed. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get rewarded for that. 
So I start this with brand new puppies. Even the first week that they're home with me, I have that bed and I don't have it right in my kitchen. I don't necessarily want it right there. I just have it in the um, room right next to my kitchen, close enough that I can be working and go toss a treat every, you know, a few seconds in the beginning um, to my dog to keep him there, but it works so well. So start by putting the dog bed on the floor, either in your kitchen or in an um, adjacent room that's close by. You don't want them to be too far away because again, you're going to have to reward them and a young puppy, you're going to have to reward them quite often. And you can always move the bed later. So pick a spot to start with, and then we can move the bed around once they learn this behavior, but you're basically going to lure your puppy into a down on the bed, mark yes, or click. If you use a clicker, then feed them a treat. And every five to 10 seconds, you want to mix that up. So it's not always the same interval, but I want you to drop another little treat, just a Cheerio sized piece of food onto the bed in between their front paws so that they stay in that position. So if they just know to look and watch between their front paws, that something good will just be coming every so often, that's going to motivate them to want to stay in that position a little longer. Now, brand new puppies have super short attention spans. They're like toddlers. Remember? So the first few times you do this, you might be able to keep your puppy on that bed for 20, 30 seconds. That's okay. Then I would, you know, get them off and go play with them for a little bit. And then you can come back to the kitchen and you can practice this behavior again. So this might be something that's good to do in a training session, specifically the first few times so that you can practice it, get them off and play, practice it, get them off and play, and then come back to it. Uh, But this is a behavior that's going to start to grow longer and longer the more that you do it with your dog. Just placing those small treats or pieces of food in between their front paws will help them stay in that down position. And then over time, we're going to lengthen the time between the food. So after you play this fun game with your puppy a few times, they're going to start to go to the bed on their own whenever you're in the kitchen and they can learn to stay there longer and longer out of your way when they are on their bed and they can't be counter surfing. They're doing something else. So another idea is to provide fun, rewarding things for your puppy to search for on the ground. Again, this will take their motivation from something up high, like the tables and counters down low to say your floor. So you can do this by placing your dog's toy bin at the base of the counter and every so often drop a yummy biscuit or other food reward in the bin. Each day rotate the toys so a new toy or a toy that hasn't been played with in a while appears. Put a Kong filled with something good in it in the bin. Don't show your dog you're doing these things. Simply put them in when they aren't watching. And if you start with something that has an enticing smell to it, then your puppy will figure out this game and keep going to the bin to find the goods. This helps bring your dog's motivation to, you know, search for things on high counters back to that low surface of the floor like we talked about. Finally, make sure your dog is getting plenty of daily exercise. A tired puppy is one who loves a good nap on the floor. With warmer weather on its way, take the exercise outside and enjoy games of fetch, frisbee, hide and seek. Find your toys. I'm telling you, these puppies have about a month to prep for those Easter egg hunts. Okay, don't really let your dog hunt for the eggs, but if you've ever watched a toddler find eggs at an Easter egg hunt, your dog is the same and will be so excited to find tennis balls hidden in your yard in exchange for food rewards or having the ball tossed once found. Not only will your dog and kids, if applicable, have a lot of fun together, it's great physical and mental exercise. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that helps about the counter surfing for all of those of you who have dogs who are doing this behavior. You guys have a wonderful week. Happy training. And I'll talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site baxterandbella.com to contact me.